Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. Riker, former Toronto Raptors legend, one of the, one of the great Toronto Raptors of all time. At one point, there, there was a debate whether he is the greatest Raptor of all time, DeMar DeRozan. Obviously, all Raptors fans know the story. He ended up getting traded for Kawhi after a disappointing postseason set of postseason performances against LeBron James, and then the Raptors inevitably bringing Kawhi and winning an NBA championship, and there was a lot of speculation whether DeMar was maybe salty about, well, he definitely didn't like being traded, but if he was salty with the team and, and stuff, that seemed to iron itself out, but he came out and spoke on the NBA championship, among other things, with uh, Pascal Siakam on an Instagram Live, and he was really positive in terms of his just how he felt about the Raptors and the championship run. It, it was really nice to just hear that sort of stuff coming from from DeMar DeRozan after everything that happened. Well, it's not just nice, Ben. It's interesting because we've seen so many players' relationships, and really this is a relationship-based league, yep. right? Relationships either between the fans and the players and that sort of burning fashion that you have between the fans and the fans and... Or, or between the players and the players. And some of the more interesting narratives that we've had, right? Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook being one of the big ones. And then obviously DeMar DeRozan and the whole Toronto Raptors franchise being another one. And we haven't heard a lot of commentary from DeMar since his his unwanted departure. He made his big post on Instagram saying how he'd been stabbed in the back, which he probably did. Mm-hmm. We broke that video down ages ago. And so it's interesting to see how this has now come full circle, and there doesn't seem to be bad blood, at least with the other Toronto Raptors players. He's admitting, you know, maybe we'll link the video or something in there. He he, he really seems thrilled with the outcome and how, how the, the young players on this team are developing. Most definitely, and things... There, there was a lot of stuff that came out initially after the trade happened, saying Masai Jerry didn't tell Demar that he was going to get traded, even though there was rumors that he was. But he said he assured Demar that he would stay. Then the trade happened, caught him almost like like back, as you said, backstabbed him. But uh, apparently, Demar went into Masai Jerry's office, and they it was asking about family, and everything seemed fine between those two. That came from Masai Jerry, but it was really interesting in this sort of discussion. And one thing that really struck out to me is how he looks back at the at the Toronto Raptors players and some of the diction he used. He said his favorite players playing with, just seeing how Pascal Siakam and the young guys, he, he named Pascal, Fred, Norm, how all those guys are developed. Those were his favorite young players he's played with. And th- that that sort of nostalgic tone to his voice, it, it really made it feel like, and this makes sense, especially where the Raptors are and how the success he had with the Toronto Raptors as compared to the Spurs, but he looked at the his time with the Raptors more positively than, than he sort of alluded to with the Spurs. Like, Jakob Pertl was one of the young guys there, and it, it was just really cool to see the sort of relationships and everything that he, he was saying with this this Toronto Raptors team and still the, the connection he has to the city and, and all that sort of stuff. Well, he was basically best friends with Kyle before he, he left, so I don't know how well they maintained that relationship after. Ben, you could probably speak to that a little bit better, but I guess at some point this whole conversation will turn into would he have any interest in returning? And really it makes sense. Even if even if right there was an issue with management or there was an issue with the coach, you just have to think about, yeah, you're playing for Greg Popovich. Right? You're playing on a legacy franchise in the San Antonio Spurs. But you're going from a perpetual playoff maker-making team, right? 
you, you're, you're always in the mix, and in the three seasons up to you getting traded, you were really in the top three, and you're, you're basically a shoe-in to maybe make it to the conference finals to go and be not even a playoff team in a much more competitive Western Conference. Maybe not much more competitive, but you know, a, a difficult Western Conference. So just on that premise alone, you'd think, yeah, he's probably even just missing out, let alone that they won the championship the year that he left after him being the, the main guy that the team kind of rested a lot of the weight on his shoulders, but now that you know that that one season has passed and this full season sort of played out, I, I'm sure it's got to be disappointing for Demar to be in that situation. Just for like I said, all the work that he's put in, Ben, to be constantly making in the playoffs, and then now to be in a situation really at the maybe at the peak of his career to not even be in that playoff. Yeah, pitch. it's tough for Demar and to go to to go to a situation like that, and not be making the playoffs. And it, it's weird because the Spurs have had that long playoff streak which might might not get broken now with the the playoffs might not potentially going ahead so they, that streak might continue maybe if they revamp the roster it'll be able to continue into future years but it, it, it's a tough transition for DeMar and the reason I brought that point up and why it's you know, it, you feel bad for DeMar but almost joyous as a Raptors fan is because the Spurs are looked at as the gold standard in terms of organizations in the NBA they're the the sort of franchise that you want to model yourself after and the fact that this, that our star player or a guy that played for us and then immediately played for the Spurs in his prime and the Spurs have another all-star, some other good young players with another another great coach in Greg Popovich. It's not like Greg Popovich left. The fact that he more so looks fondly onto the, his time at the Toronto Raptors, even with the circumstances and all that to be had. It, it's kind of cool that we've kind of taken the reins in the NBA as that consistent pinnacle of winning. And we obviously haven't had as many yeah, championships. Yeah, but could he not be Ben? Could he? Let me interject. Could he not be a reason that the that the Spurs have dropped off? Well, I don't think he's the reason the Spurs have dropped off. I think, could he not be a main contributing factor? No, the the Spurs just don't have the the same talent level. The mid pack of the Western Conference is still really good. Demar's still putting up they amazing have two all stars, like you pointed out. Yeah, their their system doesn't really fit the current modern NBA in terms of getting wins. They still performed well last year in the, the postseason. They almost took the Denver Nuggets out of the first round. I, I don't think DeMar's the reason. He's putting up great numbers and the best statistics of his year his career. He's passing the ball well. He, he's, you know, he didn't improve his game to a whole nother level, but I don't think he's the reason the Spurs have not yeah, made the postseason Could he not be year. looked at just like Andre Drummond, how we say Andre Drummond is basically a 20-20 and 20 player in the league and made abs- virtually zero impact on the outcome of wins-losses for the, the Detroit Pistons throughout his whole career there. No, no, you can't t- compare DeRozan to Drummond. DeRozan took a similar talent level of the Toronto Raptors back, you know, because Andre Drummond has had some other players with him. And if you look at that 2014, 2015, 2016 seasons, we weren't loaded with talent. It was. It hasn't been until the bench mob came through and we really got to see Masai Jerry's draft picks flourish that we've really had a well-rounded just influx of talent. DeMar was taken in teams. He took a team with a starting lineup of Damari Carroll, Luis Scola, and Bismack Biombo to the conference finals. And I think Lowry was a bigger part of that, but he DeMar still had a very strong positive impact on those wins. I, I consider him as are one B for those sort of those sort of teams. So I don't think you can compare him for, to an Andre Drummond. I don't think he's the reason the Spurs haven't made the playoffs. But it, it's just, in my opinion, it's just cool that he he looks at us more fondly than the than the Spurs. And you know that's what I got from this video. 
No, I agree. I agree. And it's interesting because it, it did suck how we really praised Amar. Well, we gave him an, we gave him a considerable amount of praise given the dissatisfaction that we often had or that fans often had with him being an ISO guy when really we needed more team basketball, right? But mm-hmm. but in his flashes where he was playing really well and facilitating the ball well, we did, like you mentioned at the beginning, we we made the argument that he was the greatest Raptor player of all time. Not necessarily the best, but just the best impact on the franchise. But it, it does, you know, it, it, it did darken, I guess, his narrative or hamper this narrative when he gets traded. That team gets pretty poor, and then we do win the championship, and everybody sort of forgets about him for the most part but it's you know and that's not the way that I that I wanted to remember DeMar for the most part and then especially with the bitterness behind it it's sort of hard like we just wanted we wanted him to do well right but there wasn't like a mutual sort of love there it didn't feel like after his immediate trading but it it does seem now that that bridge has been mended or at least it's water under the bridge and uh, that he's able to move forward and who knows, Ben, maybe we will see a return of DeMar DeRozan. I don't think uh, it would be in our championship master plan, but, uh, you know, maybe he'd want to come and retire as a Raptor. Yeah, I don't think I don't necessarily think this offseason would be the ideal time for it to happen, especially where DeMar is going to get... He's going to get paid if he ends up being a free agent this year. He's still putting up remarkable numbers. And a lot of teams in the NBA are looking for a guy on the wing that can score like DeMar can. And we have guys like Fred Van Vliet, Norman Powell, that position that sort of fit the Toronto Raptors system better, especially at DeMar's price point. Would I love to have DeMar come in and be a six-man to really just be an explosion off the bench and do those sorts of things? That'd be great, but we're not going to be able to get that pay for that currently. So I, I agree, maybe in the future it'd be awesome to see DeMar back, but I, I don't know if it's going to happen in the near future. But you brought up the point of the greatest Raptors of all time, and there's a, there's a couple couple questions I want to pose to you because I think we're both in agreement and I'll I think we'll both elaborate on this. Demar said it also in one of these IG lives that Kyle Lowry is the greatest Raptor of all time. We're both in sharp, definite agreement on that from videos we we've talked about in the past. That got a lot of hate, a lot of flack from people around NBA Twitter, uh, NBA Reddit. That's a that's. Do you want to address that point too, and sort of combat the people that are saying that are going against what Demar said? Because I think it's absolutely shocking that people don't believe this is the case. Even some Raptors fans. Yeah, well, you when we make we always make certain Ben that we make the distinction between best and greatest, mm-hmm. right? There's a reason that people still can argue who's the greatest, Michael Jordan or LeBron James. If you look at those two players, right, It's I don't think it's even possible to say that Michael Jordan is better than LeBron in terms of what LeBron is physically capable of doing, mm-hmm. right? But you can make the argument in terms of impact around the league, clutchness, uh, legacy, right? All of impact, those factors. And all that can, sort of stuff. Exactly. All of these fat brand, all of these factors contribute to greatness. And that's why there should never be an argument that Kawhi Leonard should be considered one of the greatest Raptors of all time. Maybe one of one of the greatest. One one of. Yeah. Just because of how quickly he was able to, um, you know, to to bring to fruition a championship, Mm -hmm. you know, one season on limited minutes. But then again, on limited minutes, you have to give credit to the rest of the team as well. But he, he he might be the best, and he certainly is oh, the best yeah, for he's now. Cer- but when we look Kawhi at the greatest, is certainly the best player that ever played in in Toronto. Assuming you don't account Hakeem, because Hakeem was 
had the best career, yeah. but he wasn't peak Toronto Raptor player as a Toronto Raptor by far Kawhi. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then that's when that would be an interesting one too, who are the best. But anyways, mm-hmm. yeah, when we say greatest, we're we're talking about everything mm-hmm. in terms of and this is the reason you can put Lowry into that discussion. And that the reason that he's a clear number one is because of playoff appearances, impact, consistency, the the number of years that he was the number one option, the success of the team while he was on the, the roster, right? Basically, since we adopted Kyle Lowry to this team, whether or not he was the number one or number two guy, the Raptors have consistently made the playoffs, ex- consistently been probably a top five, top four, top five team in the East, right? And then they... Ex- done exceedingly well ever since and then got a championship he's, he's been that pivotal guy to me hands down greatest most definitely so we're, we're both in agreement it's a pretty easy argument against Kawhi in terms of greatest even though he probably he definitely had the one best one year stretch as a Toronto Raptor but a lot of people brought up names few people brought up Tamar and fair fair enough but the couple of names that were brought up to me which I not very I was in in not infuriated, but close that that it was being argued. Firstly, Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh was an amazing player for us, brought us no playoff success, and people are making the argument that he's so much better than Kyle Lowry. I'd argue that Kyle Lowry as a Toronto Raptor may have been a better player. I think, I maybe not. In my opinion, he was a better player. Maybe not put up the same sort of stats, but the leadership, the people really underrate Kyle Lowry's ability. He doesn't put up the most eye-popping stats, but the way he just runs this team, he's been arguably a top five, top seven point guard in the NBA for the past six, seven years. Definitely, well, definitely top seven. And I, he's, rem- well, he's pardon. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, he's, I'm just gonna say he's one of the one of the best playmakers, one of the best leaders, and he's a fantastic pick-and-roll guy, and his defense is superb, especially given his size. So it's like if you're going to compare Chris Bosh and Kyle Lowry, you need to do it the same way that you'd compare a pound-for-pound fighter in boxing or MMA, right? Because Mm -hmm. they stack up so differently in terms of position, but really Kyle Lowry can give you a lot of things. So I I, I agree with where you're going with this. Yeah, I I think Chris Bosh, it's not even the, the playoff success. That's that's its own definitive factor that Kyle Lowry's the great greater than Chris Bosh. It's a Toronto Raptor. Obviously, Chris Bosh had some great years of the Miami Heat, but Kyle Lowry's playoff success, and I think he was a better player for the Raptors. He, his performances led to more wins. But that's that's that. I don't think I think a lot of fa- Raptors fans won't even argue the Chris Bosh thing. That's sort of the more general NBA fan. T Mac is obviously out of there. People don't know what they're talking about. T Mac had two really lackluster years you can make an argument Fred Van Vliet is greater than T-Mac as a Toronto Raptor in terms of shooting guards and all that so we'll leave him out of the mix but Vince Carter this is the one that might be more controversial for Raptors fans but he would he kept put the Raptors on the map arguably was one of the reasons the Raptors stayed even though Toronto such I think that's an overblown fact because the Toronto Raptors are such a it's such a big market and even though that there's it's hockey country especially back then when the Raptors were getting started I think the the sheer number of basketball fans in the area and the the fandom that lasted in Toronto that that would have kept the Toronto Raptors franchise would have prevented them from leaving it's not similar situation to Vancouver I don't think the the di- one differentiating factor was Vince Carter but even with all the greatness Vince Carter had as a Raptor one, he did not have near the playoff success that Kyle Lowry had. Lowry, even if you take out the championship, Lowry was the best player, the number one option on 
years going to the conference finals, consistently going to the semifinals. The only real roadblock was LeBron James. Vince Carter didn't have to face anything like that. And Kyle Lowry led us to our greatest seasons and all that sort of stuff. Completely transformed a franchise to the point where we talked about at the beginning of this podcast. We are now compared to the... DeMaris Ligas was more of the the culture, the standout franchise, compared to the Spurs. So Kyle Lowry transformed that. And then... In terms of greatness, yes, there there might be comparable because Vince with the dunk contest and the fandom and all that, the flashy dunks. But the way Vince left, I I don't understand how a lot all Raptor fans. I got kind of flamed for this by some people. Forget how he left. All the negative things he said about the Raptors. How the Raptors took like six, seven, eight years to recover after Vince left. After he tarnished our name. How we were just a dumpster fire after everything that fell out in Vince, and he was getting booed year after year in Toronto. And I don't, I think that has to be taken into account when you're putting in talking about the greatest Raptors of all time. It's why I passionately believe he should not have his jersey retired. Definitely not before uh, Kyle Lowry or Demar Derozan. So I, I, I really, I, I, I got pretty mad when people were talking about this Kyle Lowry uh, being less great than Chris Bosh and Vince Carter thing. Well, I can hear that you're getting pretty mad about it, Ben. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was I was going to chime in a few times, but uh, I thought I'd let you continue and see how far it went. I, you know, we're going through wave number two, Ben, and I think you, I think you understated. I think you understate how big the market, or you overstate how big the market is, and understate the ability for Canada con- to connect with basketball. I think in the time that. Toronto became a franchise. We didn't have that same basketball mindset that we do now, right? Every single year, uh, our immigrant population is growing. We become more of sort of a, you know, a mixed cultural place. And I think that that really helps because basketball is one of those shared identities, right? But back at the time, hockey really was the be all end all. And that's a, it's an expensive sport to get into. It's, you know, a pretty, Caucasian sport for, for more or less. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, we were able to start this brand or this uh, this new wave and immediately have a player that, you know, is extremely exciting and makes people curious and draws people in. Um, you know, yeah, we have a couple million people that live in, in Toronto, but compared to getting national media coverage and, you know, still being in close closer proximity i guess to some of those big title cities with big nba players that have had histories there i think that that first wave was really important and that is where the argument comes from but right now we're in that second wave because there was a lot of stagnation very low growth in terms of interest for basketball until very recently when the raptors actually started having success and now it's huge because they had success at the you know the ultimate pinnacle of winning that championship and at the very helm of that from its complete inception of the Raptors getting good was Kyle Lowry and he's embodied being a Toronto Raptor he completely shifted the identity of this team you know we were I don't know what you would consider the identity of the Toronto Raptors before but when he came in he he was that spark plug that that bulldog that's what people compared him to a lot in his early years still do Uh, and I think for that reason right if you're gonna give them if you're both if you're gonna credit them both with with boosting up the reputation and the willingness and the excitement of the Toronto Raptors. I think that Kyle Lowry, they both did it, but Kyle Lowry did it at a higher level 
consistently, and he is the number one guy, and he seems like he's pretty committed to this franchise. So I think that that is the that that puts the argument to rest right there, Ben, and that's exactly what you were saying as well. Yeah, we're both in agreement. I just have a more passionate distaste for how Vince Carter left than than you do, but and that's probably that's why I get some flack on the on the podcast when this topic comes up, and it's fair enough. But I, I think in one question, I, I know we're going a bit long, but record. Do you think the Toronto Raptors would have folded in a similar vein to the Vancouver Grizzlies if Vince Carter wasn't drafted by the team? We got Antoine Jameson instead. I just don't know, Ben. I, that was before my time. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. See, looking back it's... at, and obviously I was super young as well, but looking back at highlight tapes and everything we have sort of access to and, and recollection of and open gym or old episodes, all that sort of stuff, right? It still looked like the Toronto Raptors had a, a fan base similar to, obviously less knowledgeable and stuff than they are now because there's there was it was a new thing it was a new product back then. There were still a lot of fans, a lot of passion in the city of Toronto and in Canada. People embraced the team even back then. So I think the team would have survived, would have been fine without. But Vince. you got to remember too, it's not just about the fans that'll attend the game. It's about you know merchandise sales, um, any other sort of promotions, watching the games on TV. That That's the things that we didn't really get a sense of because we didn't grow up through that time, right? Yeah, it's fair enough. But yeah, I think even without that that point, Lowry's still much greater in terms of Toronto Raptors glory than, than Vince Carter, especially with how everything ended in that situation. But let us know what you guys think. What are your thoughts on DeMar DeRozan's comments on the Raptors championship run? We didn't even talk about him for greatest Raptor of all time, but... Do you, do you guys agree Kyle Lowry's the greatest Raptor of all time, or do you guys have someone else pegged? Maybe Andrea Bargnani is in your uh, in your number one slot. Who knows? But uh, let us know in the comment section below. You're the best to make this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Riker, you have any last words? Andrea Bargnani is in my number one spot, Ben, in my heart <laughs> and otherwise. <so. laughs> Primo pastel and sauce. Cheers. <laughs> Primo pastel and sauce. Cheers. <laughs>